one that's on the new like Hulu show about Gypsy Lee Rose who nope. killed her mom. That's the other famous uh, uh, family are the Arquettes. Oh yeah, fuck man. Oh man, <laughs> David Arquette, WCW World Champion. David, David Arquette. Arquette. <laughs> nice. Uh, Coops has been watching that, but she's uh, she's upset because they like. Uh, she was really familiar with the actual story of Gypsy Rose mm. and her mom, and they've like made some shit up. Like this entire episode, really like, go to Comic Con that I don't. That she says it never happen. really happens. Yeah. 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 Also, um, the mom in real life was, uh, uh she was as uh, physically disgusting as she was like internally. Like she externally and internally was very disgusting, and in the show or the movie or the TV show rather, uh. She looks like an actress. Yeah, well, I mean, you can only make Patricia Arquette look so ugly. I know. But they could have put her in a fat suit. I watched Stan and Ollie last night. They had John C. Riley in a big old fat suit. They had suit. John C. Riley in a fat suit? Yeah, you had to play uh, Oliver. I Hardy. guess that's you. All, Hardy is a little flatter than was Riley. Really big. And Riley's, like, not that big. Is that know? is the movie any good? Oh, yeah. I thought it was really good. Oh. It's got kind of um, that bland BBC England directorial flair. Mm hmm. But it's, you're really selling it on to me right well, now. Well, it's, it's I just like the cinematography and stuff's not that great, but yeah. the inter, the acting and the relationship and them even actually doing like Laurel and Hardy bits and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's worth watching. I'd give it like a seven out of ten. Okay, I'll watch it. Oh, um, no Mandy or anything? We, uh, <laughs> I still gotta watch Mandy. It's on Shutter. You, I uh, just renewed Shutter for another year. You Sweet, I'll uh, keep using your Shutter then. Mm-hmm. I actually was. Oh, you know what I found out? Um, in addition to you using my Netflix, apparently Quartz Brothers were using my Netflix up until a week ago too. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> I actually was thinking about not renewing Shutter, and then um, you're like, "Oh, Sean hasn't seen Mandy yet." <laughs> <laughs> well, that that, I, that that argument did play out in my head, too. <laughs> but then um, the other day I went to go check to see like when it was gonna renew, and it had already done it like two days previously. So, <laughs> so I was you're like, like oh, well, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, Shutter. You decided for me, and then. Uh, they're gonna have a Joe Bob Briggs like weekly show on Shutter oh, anyway, so I was like, never mind. It was I'm glad I kept it <laughs> worth it. Yeah, because Joe Bob Briggs. Is cool. I haven't heard from Joe Bob Briggs in uh, in years. He's done like um, 24 hour marathons on Shutter. A couple of them. Oh, is it? Like he cool. did a Christmas one. And what's yeah. Elvira up to these days? I don't know. Maybe she'll be on the Joe Bob Briggs show. It'd be cool mm-hmm. if they teamed up. That'd be like Avengers versus the X Men. <laughs> it's a real team up, real superhero team up. Uh, oh man, that uh, this movie Airplane reminded me of uh, the '90s uh, Marvel animated uh, universe because the lead character is the voice of Tony Stark from those '90s Marvel oh, cartoons. Yeah, I didn't realize that until just now. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that is what he sounds like. <laughs> there was a brief time period in like the 90s where that guy could have played Tony Stark. He was the yeah. dad on the Homeward Bound movies. Yeah. 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 There's a brief time period. That was the first like um, MCU. Yeah. Those 90s cartoons. Because uh-huh. they had like crossovers and stuff. Yeah, the Fantastic Four. It was always interesting to see him animated in a different style. Right. <laughs> like, remember when the X-Men were on the Spider-Man show? And the and, goofiest like, shit. Beast looks so weird. <laughs> and Wolverine too. Good stuff, man. The nineties are great. Um, it's been a big week though. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, Donald Trump was finally defeated, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the someone wrote a scathing report <laughs> that we've all seen. Yeah, and we know the content of. I mean, this is gonna come out in like three weeks. So, what if happens if the report actually comes out at that time? We're gonna look <laughs> real fucking like, dope. <laughs> it's actually accurate at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's been defeated. Yeah. Ooh. 
Um, now, for, for me, in my personal life, I've been listening to Leftover Crack all week, mm-hmm. and um, I'm ready. You've been smoking Leftover Crack or listening to Listening it? to the band Leftover Crack, mm-hmm. and now I'm ready. Has there ever actually been Leftover Crack? No, that's the, the oxymoronic part of the, yeah. the name of the band. Is they're so Crack users are so vigorously using crack that they wouldn't have any Leftover. <laughs> but um, I'm finally ready to pull the trigger. I'm going to start a crust punk band. <laughs> are you in i'm in i can play three chords on a guitar <laughs> all right we're gonna have to well you gotta get the um ska upstrokes down because they there's like bridges that use like the ska upstroke. i can do that whatever oh yo, it's real hard to do a ska upstroke <laughs> <laughs> um we're gonna have to make a lot of lifestyle changes though so we're gonna have to start squatting living you know homelessly basically begging on the streets we need to actively have conflicts with the police to give ourselves some credit mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Probably start using like heavy drugs. Okay, okay. And um, I'm not hearing anything I don't like so far. I guess that's about it. That's kind of just most of the crust, crust punk lifestyle. Um, I'm already like super far left, so we'll probably be good on lyrics and stuff. Uh, for interviews, though, you'll have to be even further left than you normally are. <laughs> <laughs> so, Burn the government. Um, unfortunately, there's already a band called um, Mil- A Million Dead Cops. So we'll, well have to be a billion a dead, billion co- dead Because <laughs> when you think about it, um, a billion dead pigs, even better. Yeah, there's God. So there's what? Um, right now we're at like eight billion people, roughly, in mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. So one eighth of the world population have to be cops, right? That sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a billion dead cops. <laughs> Let's see what else is there. Uh, David Tennant, the tenth Doctor. His last name is actually McDonald. Yeah. In real life. So, obviously, we're related, even though he's Scottish. Yeah, and he's a coward. Because <laughs> he changed his last he name. He doesn't use his last name. You coward. You cur. No, goddamn coward. What are some other famous McDonald's? Oh, Kevin McDonald, Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Kevin McDonald is, um... You're talking... That's a Saturday Night Live guy. Oh, no, you kids in the hall. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking Kevin Nealon. Oh, yeah, but there. Wait, Kevin McDonald is Shooter McGavin, and then there is another Kevin McDonald who is in Kids in the Hall. Oh my god, my brain! Whoa! What are, there's a what are famous uh, Joe McDonald, the Irish uh, organized crime figure from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Uh, probably actually related to him. Uh, Kieran McDonald, uh, better known as Bareface, he's in Brockhampton. The kids like Brockhampton a lot. I feel like I've uh, I there's from McDonald's, but I can't think of any right now. There's the two guys that started the McDonald's. Yeah, the two brothers that started McDonald's. Hmm. And uh, the other day there was a lady who marched in the uh, St. Patrick's Day parade in Chicago, whose name was Mary Lou McDonald, and she got in trouble because her group had a big banner that said "Get England out of Ireland," and for some reason that was offensive. <laughs> in America, I think that's what. The, maybe she was actually in. No, I swear she was in Chicago doing it because I don't think they have parades in Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. They have some. Oh. I think I think Dublin has one. I thought it was more. It's oh. more like a family. Well, it's not so I much get out, go out and get drunk. Uh, but well, it's a, it started in the United States, right? Yeah, I mean it's like a some more Irish American rather than yeah. Irish. Oh yeah, but so anyways, there's a lot of famous McDonald's out there. Um, of course, the two most famous ones, Sean Cal McDonald's. Oh, is there another Sean and Kyle McDonald out there? No, that's us. Space oh, Force. shit. <laughs> Space Force. I was thinking 
we'll just casually over time add stuff to the title of our podcast like so it'll be like space force extreme <laughs> just you know we got, but it'll be more organic than that i feel like, yeah well like, i mean if something like, comes up we'll just we'll start being like space force coffee cup <laughs> you just said that because you saw a coffee uh-huh. cup <laughs> exactly it's in the room with us i guess we could talk about airplane the movie we watched I feel like there's something else I want to talk about. Was it uh, Romstein's new video, Deutschland? We can talk about that if you want, but I feel like... We kind of covered it before. It's, um... Why are people offended? Oh, they don't understand German history or Romstein. Yeah. Okay, basically it's, uh... Goofy Americans on Twitter getting upset about stuff they don't understand. Which is basically what Twitter's about. That's every week. I think my first tweet is gonna be like... Did you actually start Twitter? Yeah. No. Okay, well... But I'm gonna do it today. (laughs) I guarantee. I need you out there signal boosting my tweets. <laughs> um, my first tweet is just going to be like, uh, new to Twitter, what are some uh, socio-political issues do I need to quickly choose a side on? <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a really important, Captain Marvel, That that's a controversy that's still out there. Oh, really? I heard uh, Marvel's buying tickets to boost their box office so that SJWs and feminazis can... Defeat white men. Or yeah, something. that's oh. not what they're doing. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that doesn't seem like something they do. Um, force uh, Quentin Tarantino not to show Hateful Eight at certain theaters, or not allow those theaters to have Star Wars Episode Seven or whatever. Uh, absolutely, something Disney would do, but I don't think they just buy tickets. Yeah, no, no, Disney actually likes money. They don't want to spend money. <laughs> Got to spend money to make money. Yeah, but also what? they have Avengers Endgame coming out next month. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean Dumbo Dumbo is making no money right now. They're, if they were gonna buy a ticket, you think they'd buy tickets for that movie, right? Dumbo came out. Yeah, it came out this weekend. What the fuck? You know what else came out this weekend? The Beach Bum Harmony Kareem. Oh, movie. Beach Bum! I'm excited um, about it. Uh, yeah, us came out last week, huh? Yep. I haven't seen that yet. Me either. Or the Beach Bum. Oh, we watched uh, Get Out again last week mm-hmm. because Court hadn't seen it. Whoa, it's pretty good. And there was something that I wanted to mention to you, but I can't remember what it is now. I oh, think, well, fuck it. Um, Us looks like visually a much more interesting movie. Yeah. I've, that's just Get Out, obviously, really low budget. They only had one location to shoot at, really. They didn't have very much time. And very much money. So that explains why it's a little bit blander. Aside from like the sunken place scene. But Us looks more uh, surreal and psychedelic and interesting. So Also, it's in Santa Cruz. <laughs> so I'm pretty interested in that. <laughs> and yeah, not to be contrarian or anything. Get Out's a pretty good horror movie. But it copies existing horror movies. Which that's is true fine. of a lot of movies. Well, I mean, all like any known use yeah. tropes. So that's fine. I don't know. I don't want to be. I'm a white dude on the internet. Saying Great artist. Steel. Get out wasn't a groundbreaking film. I don't know if it was. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good though, and I appreciated getting nominated for an Oscar as a horror film. Absolutely. But I feel like um. A lot of people who uh, aren't familiar with horror films or what you would call the mainstream audience or the lame stream <laughs> audience uh were people that were interacting with the film and blowing up to what it was and it's like yeah i guess if you haven't seen other movies well i guess the, the whole thing is it's like uh is is just the fact that it is a mainstream movie in the mm. way it, in, it represents uh a subject that you really don't see in mainstream movies that's true 
So I think that's why people thought it was important and why it's a better movie than, say, Annabelle Returns Home or whatever the fuck. Oh, no, it's objectively better than any... Like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I can't think of another horror movie that came out in, like, mainstream horror movie that came out yeah. in the last 10 years that I like more, so... Yeah, that's a good point, actually, because I agree with you. I was like, oh, it's absolutely better than most horror movies that come out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so no, you're, no, you're, you're, you're comparing it to, like, the cream of the crop, yeah, like, the right. some Italian... And you know what? It is going to actually stand the test of time, and yeah. it will be one of those classics. So, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> I was actually also, like, halfway through my argument, I was like, hmm, I don't know if I can really argue this point. <laughs> but I, just, I decided to give it a shot. But, yeah, never mind. Get out's good. <laughs> I'm just more excited for us because it looks cool. Us because it looks really cool. And Winston Duke's in it. I like him. Mbadu. Mbaku. <laughs> <his name>? Mbaku. <coughs> Choki. Yeah. He's got um, a big guy body like me. I'm like, cool. A big guy. <laughs> That's like, when I always see big dudes in, in uh, movies, I'm like, man, how big is that dude actually? And it's like 6'1", <laughs> six 6'2". Yeah. Six yeah, but it's, uh, that's why representation is important. Like, yeah, I for real get it because it's like, oh, cool. When you see a big dude, you're like, oh, yeah, big dudes. I don't. I mean, I don't really think about it. I just think, like, that guy's fucking huge. No, I'm always like, oh, cool, big dudes. Well, <laughs> uh, Airplane has a big dude in it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yeah, I forgot Kareem was in it. My, uh, my favorite, uh, my second favorite um, fan fiction writer of Sherlock Holmes stories. Kareem? Kareem, you didn't know this? He wrote a uh, uh, novel about Mycroft Holmes. Came out like two or three years ago, maybe. What? The... It was pretty good. All right. Um, but uh, I, I think uh, I like Michael Chabon's uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes fan fiction better. That Wait. seems like everybody does like a Sherlock Holmes story. Like Neil Gaiman has one. The actor Michael Chabon? Chabon? No, the writer. Oh. Huh. You know. Um, I want to say Gentleman on the Road, but that's not his famous one. Uh, Adventures of Cavalry and Clay. Oh, Cavalier? 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 It's something like oh, that. Yeah. Interesting. Everyone just loves Sherlock Holmes, huh? I like Sherlock Holmes, so I get it. Mysteries are cool. Yeah. You Fair more of enough. a Perot fan? <clears throat> Perot. Um, no. I, I, Arthur Conan Doyle? Yeah, I think I like Arthur Conan Doyle more. Actually, I... Th- hmm... I think Agatha Christie is a better writer, but I think Sherlock Holmes is a better character than Perot. Yeah, I agree with that. She's also much more consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poirot. Poirot. It's a mystery. Oh, a mystery. <laughs> and he had a cool mustache. Did you see um the remake of Murder on the Orient Express? No, I haven't watched it yet. It's all right. It looks, it's visually cool. And then, um, obviously, Kenneth Branagh does a good job. Director of funny. Thor. Yeah. <laughs> also. Was there a lot of Dutch angles? Gilderoy Lockhart. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can recall any. Man, that's. <laughs> there <was> so, <laughs> so many Dutch angles in the first floor. <laughs> I like, saw something on YouTube where they're just showing all of them. It was like two minutes long. I was like, damn, what? Why? Like, uh, color palette in the first Thor is really good, though. Yeah, it's a thing, like, I kind of like the direction of the, the first two Thor movies, but they're just not good movies. Yeah. I don't think, I know, I've never seen The Dark World. Um, we, uh, we stopped talking about Airplane right as we started talking about it, because I made a joke about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar being a fan fiction writer. Oh, yeah. Fan fiction. Airplane's a bit of fan fiction itself. It's based off that, uh... 50s disaster movie, right? Or, yeah, or late 60s or something. Like, I can't um, remember what it's called. I've 
was just looking at it. It's like fire terminal pun. threat. It's That's called it. terminal threat. Yeah. <laughs> it's good because it's got a pun. <laughs> wow, terminal <laughs> threat. I like my favorite thing about airplane is they just do whatever they want, whatever they want. Like when they do the Saturday Night Live or Saturday Night Fever um, parody. And like he like throws his jacket and it's like woo. <laughs> like, they just like you know they have like real slapstick sound effects. Like, <laughs> and when he throws his hat and then yeah. he comes back and hits the bartender. <laughs> yeah, they're just like fucking. Wouldn't it be funny if this happened? But, yeah, put it in. <laughs> yeah, because it's nonstop. Just, I mean like, that's true to a point, but I feel like uh, to to argue like there is like some some thought here is Police Academy did the kind of the same thing, but is not successful no. at it. Mm-mm. So like. Yeah, they're like, we're going to do what we want, but it's going to be fucking funny. <laughs> it's going well, to work. So most of the humor is just that it's presented absolutely, like, straight. Mm-hmm. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. This is his first comedic role, I think. Yeah, um, the Zucker brothers and uh, Abrams. Yeah. Uh, they, they wanted to hire actors that were known for being, like, serious, like, no-nonsense guys. So that's why, like, Robert Staxton, Lloyd Bridges, Leslie Nielsen... Of course, after this, Leslie Nielsen just became like a comedy icon, right? Yeah. Well, that police. It's like a straight man. That police show they did that basically was. Police Squad. Police Squad. Was that the Zucker Brothers, too? Yeah. And then it became Naked Gun. Um, I've never watched too many episodes of it, but it seems pretty good. I like the gag where every episode at the end where they freeze, but then they're not. It's not actually freeze. freeze. Yeah, someone just walks through. That's a pretty good gag, man. It's definitely good enough that you can use it at the end of most episodes. Um, they, Steve Carell had that show that came out recently. Space Force, where he stole her name? No, but oh. uh, it had Rashida Jones in it. It was on TBS. Hmm. It was a cop show, too. But that's the, to me, they were just doing Naked Gun. Oh. I can't remember what it was called. It was called um, uh, Nude Pistol. <laughs> Nude Pistol. Baird hand cannon. <laughs> Baird hand cannon. That's a little uh, pornographic. Yeah, there's <laughs> something to that one. There's <laughs> a little eroticism in that one. Baird hand cannon. I'm going to go over here and grab my Baird hand cannon. Um, so this film starts off. Uh, it's got one of the best gags like right off the bat. The Joss thing. Well, yeah, the plane. I also actually like the models they use in this movie. It's like real smart, real smart, like as far as like stretching your budget to just use models, mm-hmm. and then it looks really good, like way better than special effects or shit would look in 1980 for this stuff. Yeah. Um, one other thing I'll mention before we get too much into like the the bones of the movie. Uh, as far as like airplane movies go. This airplane feels about the right size for an actual airplane. Yeah, usually they make them seem so big. Like, oh yeah, we gotta go to the blow deck on the plane. And we gotta climb through the rafters of the plane. And here's the back room where we... Yeah, we yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? That's not what planes are like. It's just a tube with people in it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because, yeah, it's just fucking hallway. Yeah, it feels like it's just a hallway. Yeah. But yeah, so the Jaws airplane's cool in the clouds, and then I the uh, two um, what would you call them? Announcer? The announcers <laughs> arguing back and forth. It seems like it's just a recording, which is what you know airplane mm-hmm. or uh, airport actually is. 
But then they're arguing about the loading and unloading zones. And then, <laughs> Don't you start with this your white zone shit again. <laughs> like it's really personal too. Like, like oh, that's because you want me to have the abortion. <laughs> it's all safe and therapeutic. <laughs> it's the right thing to do. Uh, apparently those are the actual people that recorded the uh, terminal. Oh, that's great. They actually Los found Los Angeles him. airport. And... They're fucking married in real life. Oh my, it's even better. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. You know, so you find love anywhere. Even in a oh, there's a joke airport recording movie. booth where the stewardess is like, I'm so scared and I'm 26 and I'm not even married. <laughs> and I was like, oh man. <laughs> you got supposed to be married at 26. In 1980 you were. If you were a lady. Yeah, a lady. I'm basically like a um, spinster now. <laughs> Whatever the male equivalent is. Oh, a most eligible bachelor. That's the male equivalent, right? I don't think so. Oh, serial killer. <laughs> Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Well, you know, because um, so you're 26, you're not married, and you're a woman. It's like you, ugh. life's over. Yeah, and then your wrinkles are setting in. No yeah, one's gonna want you. But then if you're a man in your 30s, he's not married. It's like oh, he's just you know you're George Clooney. In you're it. a silver fox. He's just gonna George Clooney it. No problem. And that's what you call institutional sexism <laughs> which uh <laughs> this 1980 comedy film has a lot of but then also lampoons at the same time very interesting i didn't like take super good notes so I, like i don't even have them with me because mostly i just was writing down jokes i like yeah. <laughs> but i kind of just remember them anyways and the bones of the story don't matter too much it's basically uh, our main character um, is dating the stewardess. They had some sort of fight and basically broken up. He shows up to get her back in a taxi cab. And uh, I like that he's like, I'll, I'll be right back. And he, he starts to the meet <laughs> did you, uh Did you watch through to the end of credits? Mm, oh, no. Is the old guy still sitting there? Yeah, so at the end of the credits, the old guy's still sitting there in the taxi and he looks at his watch and goes, all right, I'll give him another 20 minutes. <laughs> Pretty patient guy. I think like after just like a flight, you'd be like, man, I need to get the fuck home. <laughs> it's the first stinger. That's where uh, uh, the MCU gets its start. <laughs> oh, yeah, the very important, all important after credits mm-hmm. scene. I saw Fox stand for those. I'll wait, I'll wait until they come on DVD to watch it. Uh, I mean, they're on like the internet yeah, a couple days sure. later, later anyways, it seems like every time. Which is weird, because... They're not officially put on the internet, but it's just like people are like, yeah, it's okay, I guess. Yeah. Like Marvel's like, oh well. Obviously, someone pirated it, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Um, I don't know if any of them have ever been that interesting except for the very first one in Iron Man. I don't remember any of the other ones, to be honest, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> I remember the Avengers one where you see Thanos for the first time. Oh, that one's kind of interesting, too. It's just cool to see Thanos, yeah. Yes. Uh, Howard the Duck in Guardians of the Galaxy. That was alright. We talk a lot about uh, the Marvel films. Yeah. Considering I don't like them that much. I, I guess it's just because they're so popular. Like, is there a good, are there like a good example for if I need to talk about a, f- a film or like an element of a film, if it's taken place in like a Marvel film, since so many people have seen them, it's such a good yeah. place to pull from. Because they are just so pervasive. Yeah, so all-encompassing. So... Yeah, pervasive. They're permeating everything. All elements of culture. Well, God, what are they gonna do without Chris Evans? <laughs> the heart and soul of the franchise. People are gonna cry. I he just like never stood out to me in any of the movies. Anyways, I'm actually not 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get it. Infinity War, he's barely in it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true of all of them. Everybody gets a little bit of time. Yeah, everyone's got like their big moment. It's just it just so happens that Thor has the best. Yeah, except for it doesn't he doesn't come out to Led Zeppelin. Yeah, well, I mean, even when he's restarting the space furnace, and you're just like, oh yeah, Thor's fucking powerful. As fuck. <laughs> Yeah, uh, maybe this new one will be about Captain America more because he's—I'm pretty sure he's gonna die. Oh yeah, I actually read some like. Really... Oh, don't spoil it for me. I haven't seen it. Well, no, I read some really convincing spoilers. And I won't <laughs> share any of them. Um, follow, uh, check me on um, Twitch this Friday, where I'm gonna read off these uh, seemingly legitimate Endgame spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I just think it seems inevitable that. Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Chris Evans are done. Yeah, I mean, until from until like a decade from now, when they have perfected the uh, CGI technology, and the CGI, the CGI, I'm yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Captain America, no way! Oh. Oh, you better for ten years. <laughs> oh, I was directing other Marvel shit <laughs> on Disney Plus, <laughs> right? Because he's gonna direct their, some of their shows. Oh, is he? That's what Chris uh, Evans is doing. I thought he was going to direct direct real stuff, not uh, Marvel Disney Plus shit. I think that's his plan. His whole thing is he didn't want to be Captain America anymore. He wanted to direct. And I assume they would be directing his own projects since he has already directed one full-length film and some shorts. (laughs) But I don't know. They're probably like, well, we'll give you millions of dollars and you can direct some of our shit. And he's like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Marvel's Endgame that's definitely going to be the last one they make, right? <laughs> uh, no. It might be the last one that does super well, but we'll see how um, how they uh, try to capture the audience's attention after this. That's the thing. Um, so everyone's like, oh, I don't know how well they're going to do without Iron Man, Captain Thor, and blah, blah. And it's like, I get that a little bit for because of Robert Downey Jr. But like I said, like... I fucking love Chris Hemsworth as Thor because he just looks badass. But there's only one good Thor movie, Ragnarok, yeah. and then he's pretty cool in Infinity War. So, like, you can just not have Thor in it. I don't think it'll make a big difference. And like I said, Chris Evans is kind of a non-entity when he's not in his own movies. So, I don't think that's going to be a big deal. I think it's really just Robert Downey Jr. And fucking just have him replace Stan Lee for the cameos. Like, <laughs> quick, like fucking puppeteering that old dead man, Disney. Uh, <laughs> this is the episode where we just complain about Disney and Marvel, but uh, so Stanley's Twitter is still going, right? Obviously, it's being run by his media company that he I had. haven't been able to. But they like when the at the Mar- Captain Marvel premiere, um, when that night it was happening, there was a tweet from it that was just like, "Wow, look at this great premiere, Captain Marvel!" Blah blah. blah. Everyone freaked out because it was in bad taste, which it absolutely was. But for me, I was like, oh, so this is the part where it's over the line. Not when this man was being elderly abused for years. And the people were still in his blood to sign comics with and shit. <laughs> and Disney was just parading him around in cute little cameos all the time. And he didn't know what the fuck was going on. Have you read any of his interviews in like the last few years? So this is Disney going over the line. Not like five years ago when they were just puppeteering this old man to be in their films, huh? And I know, yeah, he loved being or whatever, but he didn't know the fuck was going on the last few years of his life. Like Disney is has been. Are you looking for me to argue with you at nah, this point? I don't no, know. No. I'm just bringing it up because so many people are like, "Oh, Disney, you've gone too far." No, no, Disney went too far. A while like, after like 
Iron Man too. <laughs> I don't know if think is that. I don't think he, he think he still had his faculties after Iron Man too. But um, you know, I don't know around the first Avengers movie. Yeah, I'm. I I don't know. That's the thing is I don't know him personally. He might have still like had it together and knew enough to like. Oh, I like I finally did it. I love being the cameos of these movies. Whatever that could be the case. But based on the stuff that was going on in his personal life around those same things were happening. I feel like Disney's just as responsible for exploiting him as like his caretaker was. And well, maybe not just as responsible, but they were participating, they were participating some, in some it, yeah. of the same activity. Yeah. So fuck Disney <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Feige. There goes our chance to direct a Marvel movie. It's all right. I want to direct for DC now. I like that they're just like fuck it. We're not doing the um like the connecting universe shit anymore. We're just gonna have people make some shit. <laughs> Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix, do you want to make a Joker movie? Fucking go for it. <laughs> and they'll hire me to come in and like, well, what do you want to do? And I'll be like, man, fucking, we're going to make the best Blue Beetle movie. <laughs> Blue Beetle and, and uh, Booster Gold. Blue, uh, Blue and Gold, back together again. <laughs> Hell yeah. That, that won't be interconnected. We'll do a Blue Beetle first, and then <laughs> Booster Gold, and then we'll have the team up Blue movie. Gold. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get real weird in the team up movie. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Skeets, you're going to see some weird shit. I got Anyways, shit, airplanes. Man, let's talk about airplanes. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut like 20 minutes out Just of this Just keep one. it. Fuck it. Yeah. Airplane, man, you know what it is. Listeners, probably not. I don't know. If, the, our, if we have listeners that are in our age group, you probably know what You should know what is. Everyone should know what airplane is. It's probably the, if not the funniest movie of all time, one of the funniest movies of all time. Yeah, I mean, you would expect that, but I was talking to someone who's around my age who I was like, oh, I don't really like video games anymore. I don't like have the patience for them. And he was like, what about Red Dead Redemption 2? And I did my you standard spiel. rant. It's not a very good game. Uh, everything that happens in the story I've seen before in a bunch of other Western films, blah, blah, blah. And his argument was like, well, don't watch so many movies. And I was like, why should they get accolades and shit for not doing anything original? <laughs> yeah, why? Oh, let me uh, use someone else's work. Yeah. So my point is that uh, a lot of people aren't familiar with uh, cinema fil- films <laughs> that they should be familiar with. I guess pictures. I guess at the end of the day, it's not that important. It's just movies. Yeah. But... Oh, you haven't seen Airplane? You fucking loser! <laughs> it's got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, I'm gatekeeping movies. <laughs> not really. You're more well, like I mean, you're encouraging people to watch them. Yeah, no, just watch more movies. Movies are cool. Gatekeeping is like, oh, so uh, uh, you, you don't know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was an airplane? Uh, fucking nerd. <laughs> fucking loser. You, you know, know he, uh, he changed his name, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ferdinand Lewis Alston <laughs> Jr. What a name. Yeah, that's a cool name. Kareem yeah. Abdul-Jabbar is a cool name too, though. Yeah, and also it's because uh, he uh, became Muslim, so. What? Gotta mix it up. He's a terrorist. No, he's just a Muslim. That's what you said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're interchangeable. It's time for the war on terror. <laughs> Take that, Sikhs. Remember after 9-11? Oh, yeah. A lot of Sikhs were getting beaten up. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you're no goddamn Sheik. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, too, because people are like, remember after 9-11 when the whole country came together <laughs> and, and beat up these minorities? <laughs> The wrong minorities, too. Yeah. Like, not even the minorities are supposed to be mad. I feel like that's a perfect, like, if you want to understand American Perfect culture, metaphor for America. Yeah, if you want to understand American culture, check this out. <laughs> After 9-11, we were really mad at Sikhs. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Iran. That's where the terrorists come from. Oh, Saudi Arabia. Here you go. 
<laughs> Here's the nuclear missiles. And like, oh, wait, weren't most of the people that perpetuated the 9-11 attacks from Saudi Arabia? And they lived in Saudi Arabia? And possibly got money from Saudi Arabia? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's funny because it's average citizens who are like, Saudi Arabia is great, Iran's terrible. I find it weird to cheerlead any country, especially if it's not your own country. Yeah, it was pretty weird. Like, having nationalism in someone else's country is weird. Having nationalism in general is kind of weird, I think. It is, but at least I can understand it if you're from that country. I guess. I, just, I don't know, it's just kind of like, it feels like team sports, kind of. Where that's what, like, I mean, that's all, everything seems like team sports these yeah, days. Except for Airplane. Except we're not, not, not going to talk about this movie, are we? Oh, um, but fucking, it's got great gags in it. You need to watch it. I, I love the way they uh, introduce the um, like the flight crew's names before they actually do the joke. Because mm-hmm. like the whole reason to have them name like they, Roger and Over and, and so Victor can... is to do that one joke. What's their vector, Victor? <laughs> Roger, huh? Huh? Roger, huh? <laughs> the oh fucking uh, Victor has so. <laughs> um, there's a part where uh, the other stewardess is playing guitar mm-hmm. and like everyone's exchanging meaningful looks. <laughs> And so uh, Kareem and the and over, make exchange a meaningful look, and then Victor's in the background. And he just looks at the camera and like smiles so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. <laughs> What's your favorite gag? And I really like um, when the nuns reading the boys' life, <laughs> and, then the, the, and then the boys the reading the nuns' life. <laughs> I actually like the little, the little kid uh, uh, when uh, <laughs> it gives her coughing. Yeah, but the, when they're first getting on the plane, and he's sitting down already, and like she's just, the little girl is um, just like in line to sit down, and he's like checking her out real hard, <laughs> and he's reading like the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, and then later on he gives her coffee. And he's like, "Oh no, thank you. I take it black, like my men." <laughs> Do you think that was like this movie popularized popularized that turn of phrase? No, I bet it was popular before that. Mm. Uh, the jive scene, uh, the jive is all like kind of improvised. Not improvised, but like the Zucker brothers didn't really know how to write it, so the two actors just kind of came up with it. The uh, the first section of their jive talk, though, some of those words are just nonsense. It's not actually jive. Well, right? that's the thing is that's not what jive actually. Sounds yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> There's like yeah, different slang words would be thrown in, but it would still be structured. Sure, in English, English, yeah. But this this just kind of like it sounds like pooty tang. Yeah, but they do uh, later on as the movie goes on. They they talk when they actually talk to the old woman. They seem like they yeah, actually. I can like, understand yeah. what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first scene sounds like Pootie Tang. Pootie <laughs> yeah, Tang. Which, do you think that's where Louis C.K. got the inspiration for how Pootie Tang Probably. talks? Probably. from Airplane? Yeah. Because <laughs> if you didn't know, he wrote and directed that film. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Golly. That's yeah. my favorite. <laughs> shit. Golly. Sometimes, go- sometimes they're so, like, mayonnaise white. Yeah. <laughs> Golly. Shit. Um, I also like the uh, conversation between uh, Liz Nielsen and the Doctor and Captain Over. Oh, we were talking about Zip? No, Towards no. Towards the end or in the beginning? Captain Over, oh. the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, can you give me a guess? Uh, in about two hours. <laughs> you can give me a guess in two hours? <laughs> I can't tell you. Uh, you can tell me I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I like the, all the, um, the casual misunderstandings of like common phrases. Yeah. That's what I mean is like, when they were writing it, they are probably just like, oh, they're pretty funny. Like, oh, yeah, put that shit in there. They have, um, it's like a... Um, Marx Brothers and like uh, Duck Soup has similar like mm-hmm. common misunderstandings of language or like the who's on first class. Yeah, that's like, same idea. Yeah. yeah, so that's pretty good. Um, 
I like when everyone's there's that hysterical woman towards the end when they just slap her and then they show like everyone's like lined up with weapons and there's an old lady with a gun and uh, <laughs> when the little kid in the cockpit calls Kareem out for being Kareem <laughs> oh that's good I mean he's right fuck Bill Walton <laughs> driving Bill Walton up and down the court uh, that's I mean, also I don't a couple years later though he's gonna be part of the uh, I mean like, they get magic and like mm-hmm. the um uh, superstar, yeah. uh, L. Lakers star. Well, that's the thing too is I wasn't alive for most of like that great Lakers run, but I, that was a complaint I don't ever remember hearing like or even retrospectively that like Kareem was like lazy or a bum or anything like that. That's just what people say of every great basketball player oh. that, that plays. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Russell Westbrook, he just doesn't show up. <laughs> The best <laughs> little B one is Russell Westbrook looks like a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, base guy. <clears throat> I don't know if that's right, but all right. <laughs> yeah, something little B would say. Oh, um, the other and there's like another good like little visual gag too with uh, Robert Stack, uh, Captain Rex Chapman. Rex Chapman, Chapman. yeah. And, uh, in, when he's driving the car to the airport in like the background oh yeah, yeah he runs over a bicyclist and the bicyclist is huge yeah and then there's like a like twisting dudes. turns and he's just driving straight <laughs> there's a bunch of dudes on horses yeah. that behind him like a western I like all the stuff involving um, our main character's uh, war history and <laughs> how weird it is yeah cause it's 1980 so you immediately are going to be like, oh, it must be like the Vietnam War, right? But then, no, it's all just like made up random shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because like the movie they're parroting off of used World War Two, I think. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. And so they're like, um, they just have like a weird parody. I'm like in uh, Burma. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he doesn't even say Burma. It's like all made up shit. Like, as in like, Ubatuba. <laughs> <laughs> it brings in all kinds of people and it's just all white people. <laughs> Yeah, and then they do the Saturday Night Fever parody. <laughs> oh, yeah, because those two Girl Scouts are fighting. <laughs> and one of them gets thrown, slid down the bar into the jukebox, and like uh, Saturday Night Fever comes on. Yeah. And that's when right. he first sees Elaine. <laughs> like when Her he... pouting breasts and firm thighs. The <laughs> <Yeah>. old <laughs> well, woman. I like when he um he takes off his like you know fancy naval jacket, and he's just got like the John Travolta outfit on underneath. Mm-hmm. That, that was pretty good. And then yeah, of course he throws it, and it's like view. And the hack like all those effects. People need to use those more often. <laughs> Again, it goes back to I think I mentioned this last time, like Harold Zoid in the future. What's wrong with you? You can't throw a pie. <laughs> this is a serious drama, but you can have a little fun in the background. <laughs> That's the other thing, too, the, the movie, if you pay attention, there's a lot of little funny bits in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we got to talk about uh, Johnny in the airport. Um, he's like, yeah, can you get me some coffee? Or how about some coffee, Johnny? Oh, no, thanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the control tower? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just gets com- uh, progressively more... Flamboyant? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he says, like, like some non-sequitur shit, too. Where he's like, oh, big O-Train. <laughs> Like, just cut to him and he's just having fun. <laughs> he was probably just improving shit, and like that's what made it into yeah, the movie. What, Some of it's like what? <laughs> oh, I picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> picked the wrong day to quit amphetamines. <laughs> picked the wrong day to stop drinking. The sniffing glue part is the best because <laughs> he's just fucking insane. Yeah, he's yeah. like hanging up off the roof like a, like a vampire feet man. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, wrong day to stop sniffing glue, and he just had it anyway. It's all ready to go. I like uh, Robert Stack at the end too, when he's just talking to the empty cockpit. He's like, "What? A, why can't you tell me about, about your feelings like about Christmas?" Oh, yeah, never mind. That's dumb. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, Lloyd Bridges, right? Uh, he picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. Uh, you know, he's got. He looks kind of like a healthier Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, huh? And then, um, is Lloyd Bridges related to any famous other Bridges? Yeah, Bo and Jeff. What? <laughs> the dude and the dude's brother. The guy were, that looks like the dude. Yeah, appeared in slightly not as good movies. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like Lloyd Bridges is like, I said this about Alec Baldwin's brother, but Lloyd Bridges is budget Jeff Bridges. No, Lloyd Bridges is his dad. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bo I'm sorry. Bridges. Bo Bridges is budget Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Lloyd Bridges had a successful career on his own. Yeah. Bo and Jeff started off on the same level, and then Jeff kind of just took off. <laughs> like, everyone knows Jeff Bridges, but I'm sure a lot of people don't know Bo, or even Lloyd at this point. But he um looks like a healthier Donald Trump, but there's some scenes where you're like, oh yeah, that's definitely Jeff and Bo's dad, because they've got like, the same nose. And yeah, stuff, yeah. You know? Man, have you seen that Stella Artois commercial where um first it's like uh, Sarah Jessica Parker comes in? As her character from Sex in the City, presumably. Oh, and she's yeah. Like, they think she's going to want a Cosmo or whatever, or drink she always orders, but then she gets a Stella, and then the dude comes in, and they think he's going to want a white Russian, but he gets a Stella. That shit's dumb. <laughs> it's real dumb. <laughs> they do you think they had to pay the Conan brothers to use the dude, probably, right? Or if they don't mention him by name, maybe. Uh, I'm going to guess they paid the Conan brothers at least some money so they don't get sued. Yeah, also, I don't know if Jeff Bridges would do it if they were just like, yeah, we're going to hustle the Coen Brothers. <laughs> it doesn't seem like... I mean, he, yeah. he might have a hard time getting a role in a Coen Brothers movie after that. But um, he was just wearing his own clothes, though. <laughs> he wore his own clothes for a lot of the Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Jeff Bridges' cool dad is in this movie, <laughs> sniffing glue, drinking. Yeah, he's another one of the guys that's like usually a straight shooter, you know? And they're like, oh, we'll put him in this funny movie. Well, basically, the plot of the movie is um, everyone eats some bad fish, yeah. and uh, so this main character guy had was the pilot in the war. He's got PTSD, but he's the only one who can save everyone because all the pilots ate fish. <laughs> and there's a scene where um, Leslie Nielsen does a lot of up close magic. Yeah, no, that's slide of hand. That was great. <laughs> yeah, to pull eggs out of the lady's mouth because that's part of the disease, I guess. <laughs> when you uh yeah <laughs> even though she's the only one that does it yeah that's pretty good he's just doing close-up man i mean he's not great at it you can see what he's doing but yeah. it's like yeah cool <laughs> you uh you were talking about the fish made me think of the leslie nielsen talking about ah uh, what do we have for dinner it was either fish or steak it's like ah yes i had lasagna <laughs> <laughs> how do you kill lasagna <laughs> lasagna Get the fish lasagna. I just wanted to tell you all, good luck. We're all counting on you. <laughs> he comes in like as <laughs> like four different times. <laughs> and he comes in after the party. Yeah, I was going to tell you, good luck. We're all counting. We're on. all counting on you. And we're we're everyone's okay. <laughs> I did it. I don't. know, It's like hard to even really go over the plot of this movie because the plot's so so unimportant to the actual movie. Yeah. I mean, it, like the plot makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's uh, and it um works a lot better than the police academy's plot or. Other parody films, you know, it's cohesive and tight. The pacing's perfect, but it's really just a backdrop for the jokes, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I like, I do really like him um, towards the end when he's got to land the plane and he starts having flashbacks to the war, but then it's just 
all sorts of aircraft. <laughs> Weird. Crash crash aircraft like, some of the, like the early aircraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> Slow crashing and big explosions too, even though they're just like made of wicker. So. <laughs> Not much to say. Like the format we normally use, uh, I feel like it's uh, it's up against this movie a little bit because this movie is more just about the gags. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's true. I fucking love it though. Um, let's just get into it as it compares to Police Academy. So, um, Police Academy was trying to make Airplane. We can all say right. That yeah, was kinda that's kind of what they're going for. Yeah. I think. Um, failing, of course, because <laughs> I mean, it, like failing spectacularly too. Yeah. Oh, I guess not too much of a failure because it did. It was successful. Well, I mean, it's successful money wise, but if I don't know, it's a comedy. Like, if you're going to compare it to um, Airplane, if mm-hmm. that's the movie it's trying to be, um, it is not as funny as Airplane. Not at all. Uh, not, I mean, if I was going to list top 10, top 20, top 25, top 50, probably top 100 comedies, I don't know if Police Academy is on that list. Uh, yeah, I don't think it would make the top 100, to be honest. Yeah. Because when we, I mean, we enjoyed it when we were kids, but when we watched it last week, I was like, man, there's fucking not jokes in this movie. Yeah, well, the other thing, too, is I remember enjoying the other Police Academies more. Well, yeah, than the Bobcat wasn't even in this one. Right, like, three and four are the ones I think we watched the most as kids. Mm-hmm. And those are, I mean, they're probably not good movies either, but they're... Yeah, probably funnier. They're probably funnier. Or at least goofier. Goofier is probably what I'm guessing. Yeah, because... Yeah, uh, we'll police... find out when we watch them in a year or two. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure the more Police Academies will come up. Don't worry, audience. <laughs> But yeah, Police Academy. When I watched it, I was like, "This, ah, uh, this feels like a failure." <laughs> like, there's straight up like not jokes in it. Like they're trying. Yeah, there was jokes. There were bits they tried. Yeah, like the first closest thing they came to like was the bullhorn, um, with shoe polish. Is that the funniest bit in the movie? I don't think it's the funniest bit, but it was like they the one they committed to. Yeah, I guess that's true. The only funny character in it was uh. Um, Commandant Lassard, yeah. yeah, and it's just because he had funny line delivery for like because <laughs> the actor's good, yeah. But not so with airplane. Everyone like in airplane. I feel like everyone was on the same page in airplane. You know, it it is really cohesive. Like they know what they're doing. Uh, when they the Zucker brothers and Abrams wrote it, they knew how they wanted it to be. They knew how to direct it. They cast people that were like on board and understood. Everyone was working together. Police Academy, it's just a mess, right? It's just Steve Gutenberg trying to be like, uh, I want to be a big time 80s star. And then other people trying to like chew the scene faster than he can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of, yeah. That's what it, I mean, the Police Academy feels like a movie, an ensemble movie, but starring Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, and then Airplane is an ensemble movie. Right. I mean, Ted and Elena are our main characters, sort of. But sort of. Like, everybody else shines. I mean, Leslie Nielsen's probably mm-hmm. the funniest part of the movie. But then Robert Stack Robert is hilarious. Stack comes in, yeah. and Lloyd Bridges. Oh. Kareem is great, too. Yeah, and I like when they, have, they pull him out of the cockpit. And right, Leslie Nielsen's surprisingly strong. <laughs> <laughs> they pull him out of the cockpit, and uh, he's like got like Kareem stuff on. Yeah. Like, he's got his goggles. All of a sudden, he has his goggles on. And he's wearing like, Lakers shorts. shorts. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we haven't talked about Captain Over and uh, and uh, Jimmy yet. Oh yeah, the uh, pedophilia part. <laughs> um, so apparently there was originally going to be a, a really aggressive line when he first comes in, 
Instead of like, have you ever been in a cockpit? It was legit just going to be like, have you ever seen a man's cock? <laughs> <laughs> and they decided not to go with that one. They could have just said, have you ever seen a man's cockpit before? That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> a man's cockpit. Nah, have you ever been in a Turkish prison? Turkish prison. What do you think that means? I guess you can... Have, you are, can you, uh, are you familiar with Turkish oil wrestling? No, but I've seen Turkish bathhouses where they just kind of beat you with leaves and stuff. I think you should look into the world's oldest competition known as Turkish oil wrestling. It's the oldest? That's what I've heard. But how long have the Turks been around? Uh, when did Byzant- uh, the Eastern Roman Empire fall? Like 1420? 1440? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Damn. But how could it be the oldest when, like, straight up, like, wrestling existed in Greece? I don't, don't ask me. I'm just, this is what I remember reading on the Wikipedia when I fell down that oh. Turkish oil <laughs> wrestling hole. <laughs> that Turkish wormhole. <laughs> Learning about Turkey stuff. I, uh, I don't know. Seems impossible to me. Because there's definitely old ass shit. That's yeah, I mean, it's around. probably like a false claim. But it's, yeah. de- it's pretty old. I guess, like, maybe the specific rules have stayed the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm like sure, like, the ancient Greece, like, Greco-Roman wrestling's probably changed. Definitely advanced quite a bit further. Yeah, and, like, their, like, Roman boxing was way different than boxing now. Mm-hmm. Or even boxing in, like, the 1800s. Or even boxing, like, the 1920s. 1920s. Uh, uh, bare knuckle boxing is making a comeback. Oof. Well, I'm, I, it's, I, it's, it's actually... supposed to be better for your head, but... Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. It seems so brutal. Well, there's more blood. Yeah. But, and at least you're not going to die from brain damage. Well, you, no. you might still, but less likely. <laughs> it is safer. That's Let's the same not put thing, the like, cart um, before the horse. Yeah. Football. The whole reason they're able to hurt each other so bad is because all the shit they wear. Yeah, and they don't. And no one's concerned about it. hurting themselves when mm-hmm. they tackle someone. Yeah. Take those helmets and pads off, man. You're not going to tackle that hard. That's why rugby players can play a lot longer. They just lose ears sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Airplane, much better than Police Academy, um, Leftover Crack, a really good punk band. Our punk band's gonna be called A Billion Dead Cops. <laughs> this is just how it's gonna have to be sometimes. Sometimes you can listen to Space Force. And, and we're, we're gonna just, ramble about We're just shit. gonna talk that shit, cause, uh... I mean, on, you, if you guys watch Airplane, it's the, it's the funniest movie yeah, of all time. like, Airplane is absolutely the top five comedies of all time. Like I said, it's just kind of hard to go over it beat for beat because it's really just jokes and the plot is really like secondary to uh, everything that's going on in the film. Um, and, like we could drop like IMDb facts about it, but that's boring. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't read yeah. IMDb facts. I do once in a while. But... I just have the the one that they, it was based on a movie from like the fifties and I don't read... Terminal Terminal Threat Terminal Threat. Well, I didn't even get that from IMDb. It was like. I was just oh I wanted to read Ebert's review of Airplane. Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm just saying that's like an IMDb fact. Yeah, but then I just saw it on like some other article that I read. Did you read uh, Ebert's review? No, I couldn't like. I, well, no, I, it took me a while to find it because like, um, the ownership of some of his reviews seems to be like in. I don't know. Limbo. Like, yeah, like some papers might own. So mm. uh, it took me a while to find the version of it, and then I ended up reading it because. Because you're a dumb son of a bitch. I'm an old man. I was falling asleep watching Airplane. <laughs> I fell asleep watching it um, when we first started watching it, and then I woke up and then restarted. <laughs> I fell asleep watching it last night, and then when I got this morning, I had to watch like the last half an hour again. And I was like, oh, I don't remember this part. I gotta go further back. <laughs> so it ended up being like the last 45 minutes. Um, we should 
do an airplane-style movie. You know what I mean? Take a movie that was made about 30 years ago and mm-hmm. then just parody or satirize it. And my, uh, my choice is uh, Poseidon Adventure. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um, I was thinking to make it more uh, interesting. Um, and I, obviously the, and we can actually get Kurt Russell to come back with like, the ship captain this time. Licensing issues. But um, so when Airplane came out, as opposed to Terminal Threat, uh, there was also still a lot of like disastery action movies being made. Yeah, and I, well, so Poseidon Adventure. If we were gonna <laughs> do the equivalent of it now, it would have to be like kind of maybe a superhero movie. And I was thinking, what if we did a parody of Blade Two? <laughs> I don't know. There's already so many vampire movies. I know, and vampire. Blade. Blade 2 is the best. <laughs> and you imagine making a parody of it? Because it's cool, and I love that movie, but it is, like, fucking goofy. Yeah, it's really weird. Well, it's like Guillermo del Toro was, like, first chance to make a major budget film, and he had no idea if he was ever going to get to do it again, so he just, like, did everything. <laughs> Which I get. As soon as, as soon as they give me that, that Blade 2 money, I'm going crazy. <laughs> I'm bringing Guillermo in for uh, the characters. <laughs> oh, speaking of, have you seen the trailers for, um... Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Mm-mm. I mean, Guillermo's not directing it. He's just producing it. But um, the guy that is directing it is a pretty good horror director. And it looks uh, sufficiently spooky. Sufficiently spooky? Yeah, it's got some good monster designs. Huh. I don't really watch a lot of trailers. I have to go... Uh, like, I say, you know, usually when I'm watching TV, it's usually, it's on DVR, so I just fast-forward the commercials. So I have to go out of my way to watch the trailer, usually. <laughs> oh, I, um, yeah, mostly I just see him come up on... YouTube, like if I'm going to YouTube to watch something else, just like, I'll I check this out. I mean, I see the, the I see them come up, up and I just click fast. Oh no! Well, I'm like always like pretty keyed into like what's coming out and who's directing them, who's in them and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'll forget like when the movie's coming out or details like that. But then when I see a trailer come up, I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember I like this director and blah blah. So I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh, okay, now I'm actually excited for this thing. <laughs> Like Midsummer, that's gonna be a good movie. Have you seen the trailer for that? Nope. Did you watch Hereditary? Nope. Man, you suck at horror movies. <laughs> Have you watched Mandy yet? Nope. Have you seen Deutschland, the music video by Rammstein? <laughs> yeah. I, it, I, <laughs> I it watched it right before we <laughs> I watched, showed it to you about an hour ago. <laughs> um, Stan and Ollie's a good movie. You should watch that. <laughs> we talked about that already, too, you son um, of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> what? There's something else that I really, really. Yeah. Something I want to talk to you about. I don't know what it is now. The Death of Stalin. You can watch that movie. I'll watch that. It's got Steve Buscemi. Is he dead? No, he's uh, Nikita Khrushchev. What? Yeah. We were talking about this before. The Death of Stalin. This part's getting cut. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we just, I, don't know. I don't know. I didn't cut too much out of Police Story. Because I was like, whatever, fuck it. <laughs> well, Police Story seemed was cohesive, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was a lot longer than I thought it'd be. It was like an hour and a half. Yeah. We're now we're talking about pre- previous episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting real meta. Remember the episode of the Clerks Animated Series where it was only like the second episode? <laughs> it was a flashback episode. The ball episode. Yeah, the flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> that happened like five second episode of the Clerks Show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good meta joke. That cartoon was like, damn, Kevin Smith can actually write like smart humor. Yeah. That cartoon was really cool. Uh, it's too bad on the last six episodes. Mm-hmm. They're doing a new Jane and Silent Bob movie. Yeah. Jane and Silent get rebooted. It's not going to be that level of humor, though. I'm yeah. sure it's going to be like dicks and butts and stuff. That's what sells, buddy. Like Deadpool. 
<laughs> my wiener. I'm yeah, how did Deadpool's humor become like dick and butt humor? I remember reading Deadpool. Yeah, it was more uh, tongue-in-cheek, more satirical. Yeah. I mean, when he first started out in Rob Liefeld, I mean, Rob Liefeld made Deadpool, so it's like, ooh. <laughs> but, but so when he first started out, like, the humor was weird. Not, not non-existent. Humor. I mean, it was supposed to be funny, but he's just like, sorry, my bullets killed you. You know, like dumb Ron Liefeld type shit. But like the best runs that made Deadpool really popular, especially with the larger comic book and mainstream audience, is it wasn't like, ha ha, farts. I just remember that line when he uh, when he finds Better Ray Bill's hammer and he's like, oh, don't I doth have Majuber? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or when he like fights Bullseye. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's just like, he was funnier. Uh, I think what it is is, uh, I mean, don't bite my head off when I start my Twitter account. But uh, Ryan Reynolds, I don't find Ryan Reynolds' style of humor particularly appealing. I think he sounds like a goober all the time. How dare you? And I think he's responsible for a lot of humor in Deadpool. I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's fair because I feel like the comic books have that same level of humor. And it started before the movie. Oh, it started around Cable and Deadpool. That's yeah. Serious. Hmm, you might be right. I do like in Deadpool 2 when um, all the X-Force just dies. <laughs> That's a really good joke. Also, Deadpool's better than most of the Marvel movies, so... He's got that going for him. Yeah, so cool. I'm down with it. Also, <laughs> the Black Tom Cassidy stuff in the second one's funny to get to. His name was Tim, or I don't know. Either way, he was black. <laughs> Now we're just quoting, <laughs> quoting quotes from Deadpool 2. <laughs> movies we we're not even talking about. <laughs> yep. Uh, what are we watching next? Escape from New York. That's Escape from New York? Alright, we'll watch Escape from New York. I was talking about thinking about Kurt Russell on the way over here and how much Kurt I Russell. love his uh, 80s output. Yep, the greatest action star of all time. Bruce Willis, Stallone, Schwarzenegger. But now Kurt I Russell. mean, to me, it's between Russell and, and Schwarzenegger. I don't think Stallone and Willis are in the conversation at all. Why does everyone like Die Hard so much? Well, I mean, Die Hard's a really good movie, but what other Bruce Willis action movie is good? Fifth Element. <laughs> it's like 15 years later but alright yeah but it's really good huh well Kurt Russell has like 20 good movies yeah that's true that's why he's the best yeah and then Schwarzenegger for sure yeah. Stallone's only good because of Rocky good old really. Jack Burton yeah fucking most of Stallone's output's goofy like Cobra yeah it's only Rocky is his only good movie Rocky 2 Rocky 3 not so much Rocky Four, but if he dies, <laughs> he dies. Yeah, most of the Rockies, and then uh, he's not responsible for Creed or Creed Two, really. So yeah, but well, he's responsible it. for Creed Two. I don't know who directed Creed Two. Not it wasn't Coogler. No, he was busy doing Marvel stuff. I think he directed Creed Two. <sighs> Man, let's look. I don't know. Look, it's not the, important. We got the power of IMDb right here. We're watching Escape from New York next. Escape from New York. Sorry if this episode was just wild tangents, but like I said, it's a big week. There's a lot to talk about. And, and you guys, if you haven't already started watching Airplane, you should. Yeah, just watch it. Do it. You fucking wuss. And, um, you know, you don't like Leslie Nielsen? Fuck you, then. This is just going to happen sometimes. You know, I mean, like, I don't know if we need to be slaves to the format of our show anyways. <laughs> I plan to be just like uh, every late night host ever. No, it was directed by Stephen Capel Jr. Who the fuck's that? Um, ooh. <laughs> uh, mm. I haven't seen Creed 2. I actually haven't seen Creed. I had, like, no... 
interest in seeing Creed 2. I like the first one a lot, Creed, but I don't know why they need a sequel. But then why do any of the Rockies need sequels? <laughs> they made eight of them. Um, man, he hasn't really directed anything. So he's nobody is what you're telling me. I guess he's somebody now. Is he? Sure, he's directed, directed Creed 2. An episode of White Tears. Oh. I have have you seen the Mayo side hashtag on Twitter? The what? Mayo side? No. Like as in like killing white people? Because of mayo? Yeah. yeah. Some of them are pretty Is that funny. a real one or is it a fake one? Yeah, <laughs> it's real. But tongue it's, it's tongue in cheek. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just honestly, it's not something. Would it be something I would expect like the alt right or the Proud Boys to actually push? Oh well, they're definitely pushing it as if it is. Oh, this is the real racism that we're talking about all the time. <laughs> yeah, Mark Meadows. The real racism is you calling me a racist. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, they're trying to destroy the white man. They're trying to male side us. Jordan like, Peele's trying to do that because he's not going to cast any white people in the lead of his movie or something. Fucking fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, man. Like, I do. I'm like, oh shit, there goes my career. I mean, I mean, I, like, who the fuck cares? It's I, not gonna affect anybody. I would. I mean, I would love to be work with Jordan Peele, and I have the opportunity to because guess what? He does cast white people in his films. He just said it's not gonna be a leading man. Yeah. Ooh. And you know what? Fucking, that's his choice. That's the whole thing. Is for the longest time, like, oh, you want black movies? Go out there and make them. And then now that you can't people, do that. Yeah. It's like, well, you still gonna have white people. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are dumb. Yeah, and then <laughs> they just—I don't know—they just try so hard to make it a big deal, and like, I people will like try to like appeal to your whiteness. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> no, I, don't, I actually don't care. Like, um, I'm like actively trying to kill like my concept of white identity that was forced onto me by society, because like white identity is not like real shit, you know. I mean, I feel that way about most um, color identity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all right. I am going to... So here's my argument for black identity in the United States, States specifically. So <clears throat> it's different than um, most uh, white folks in the United States where we do have some element of whatever culture our family came from, right? Mm-hmm. But um most black people in the united states are descendants of slaves brought over here in chains against their will we actively destroyed their language their culture their religion so they had to create their own culture and identity in the united states in a small period of time so i do think there is a monolithic like black identity Mm -hmm. but i don't say i would say it's not monolithic but yeah i get what you're saying yeah but it's so there is a cohesiveness within black culture that um, I like, I'm totally fine with like yeah black identity and all that sort of stuff. But the opposite of it, like having any like pride or affiliation in being white, which is like such a meaningless concept. It's like not the same shit at all. It's like no fucking destroy that shit. Destroy white identity. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because there isn't like a white culture. There's no. like an, a, a no. There's a prevailing Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Okay, I, I'm not any of those things. Right. I'm not Anglo-Saxon. I'm not Protestant. I'm not... Yeah. <laughs> but, but, so that's... that's, that's I think we talked about those once before. The, the idea that white people can't cook, I believe, comes from that Anglo-Saxon Protestant culture. Yeah. I mean, Irish people can't really cook either, but... That's we did, bullshit. We, have, we, we cook <laughs> stews like a madman. Yeah. We didn't have food for a while. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? So I'm saying there, there's the absolute difference between it. And I think it is important, like, if you don't want to be a piece of shit... 
mayonnaise, bland ass cracker. Like, destroy your white identity. You don't need it. No one needs that shit. Because it doesn't exist. Yes. <laughs> well, they change the rules all the time, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> it seems like we're slowly heading back to like the 1800 style rules too. Well, they're making fun of Ben O'Rourke for being Irish, which yeah, is no, really fucking weird. And the British don't like the polls for some reason. What the yeah. fuck's going on? Well, we're going, we're going back to the 1920s. Yeah, boys. that's exactly what it is. It's we're going back to the Gilded Age. It's why Catholicism, huh? <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, well, I, I, uh, apparently the largest um, portion of the United States is is non-religious now. Oh yeah, I read that. Beat the evangelicals, so that's good. And uh, I don't know, man. Fucking, <laughs> the, I I like the uh, uh, white identity argument at the end of our airplane episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk some jive at each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to be accused of cultural appropriation, which I think is a dumb concept. I think cultural appropriation yeah. is stupid. But, but um, right. I do, like, fucking, yeah, kill your white identity. It doesn't mean shit to be white. I feel like I've never actually really had any affinity. With, I didn't. You know, I was and that's not like, something our parents ever instilled yeah. in us, so that's probably why. Yeah, so I was never like, oh, yeah, white. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I am white. I'm, like, one of the whitest people on the planet. <laughs> but, <laughs> ah. I mean, like, physically. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I don't know. It's just like as an identity or a concept about myself. It's like, nah, that shit doesn't really matter. I take a lot of pride in my whiteness. I was white before my tragic TV repair accident. <laughs> uh, What's that guy's name? White noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like a white supremacist static <laughs> super villain. Man, Bench Brothers has so many good characters. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, well, this has been Space Force Philosophy Force. (laughs) That's going to be the new name. (laughs) Changing up the format, we're just going to talk about random socio-political issues, you know, hot takes. There's not... We're going to trick you into it by talking about movies Yeah, there's not not enough for those podcasts. There's not enough movie review podcasts or hot take podcasts. (laughs) So we're going to do both. We're going to double down. I don't mind, man. Fucking whatever. I'll do what I want. Fuck you. I just want us to be interesting and... uh, likable and also hateable so that people say crazy shit about us on twitter because there's no all publicity is good publicity is what <laughs> that phrase is so i'm gonna see you next time space force i'm sean that's kyle i'm adventure productions escape from new york is next everyone loves kurt russell yeah go to our website um adventureproductions.com go to our patreon you can we're gonna we, we're we play Dungeons and Dragons, so there's going to be some of that on there. and Probably do special episodes of more modern movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there was a movie, oh, Black 47 for sure, we, I want to watch. And then there's something else specifically I wanted you to watch the other day. So maybe I'll remember. And we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Donate some money on Patreon. Um, you can like recommend movies we can watch or whatever, you know yeah on our on the twitters or you can send us an email through the website yeah, if you want us to like review wrestlemania again or oh yeah we're getting wrestlemania that, pod that's pro- you that. probably already heard that hopefully you have yeah i don't know just let us know we're down for whatever um like and review us or some shit i don't know yeah. I, I think reviewing helps i don't know i don't just, I, don't, I don't know give us money <laughs> Well, give us money, but like, let's keep this shit going. You know, let's keep the train on the tracks and uh, make sure to kill your white identity. <laughs>
We came as inmates to Ellis Island, spread this disease across all this fine land. <laughs> <laughs> There's some uh, um, leftover crack lyrics for you. They're, uh, like, <laughs> crazy far left. Uh, we tried to invade Canada once. At least our ancestors probably did. Mm, well, I don't... Yeah, we won the Civil War, and then we tried to invade Canada. Well, you said, like, our ancestors. I was like, I don't know. How... Were we in America by then? Eh, we might have been. Maybe on one side. I don't know. The, the history is cloudy. Our mom's just now, like, learning about her grandfather. <laughs> yeah. With his weird, old-ass Gaelic names. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, yeah, Space Force, uh, fucking... I don't know, like, for real, like... I don't have a problem getting weird about the format, to be honest. I had a lot of fun on this particular podcast. <laughs> Airplane makes me feel good. It's a good movie. And, um, yeah, we'll just, we'll just talk about shit. Space Force. Space Force. <laughs>